Hello and welcome to the Monday Bulls Beat. As always, a huge weekend recap. We had a lot of wild stuff happening where we were in Cincinnati with the baseball team. We'll have highlights of two noteworthy wins for you coming up in our second block. We'll also tell you how softball did actually did not get to complete its three-game series in Tulsa. That'll be in block two. Here, we're going to tell you what happened with tennis and golf and certainly a pretty good weekend when it came to the war on I-4, at least beating UCF, even though, and this is the case for all sports, sometimes you play a team in the conference tournament. It's not a scheduled meeting. It's not known in advance, so the winner doesn't pick up points in the war on I-4. But nonetheless, winning three matches slash events against your rivals in the span of a few days was a pretty good weekend, and we'll tell you more details about that. Well, the men's golf team was hosting the conference tournament over the weekend and certainly didn't get off to a great start, but what a great finish. Last year, they won the thing, shooting a school record 18 under par in the first round and kind of just coasting on the way home. Well, they shot 17 under in the last round after just going three below par total in the first two rounds. Good enough to finish in second place behind SMU, the other most highly ranked team right behind the Bulls in the conference. SMU shot a 12-under score on Sunday at the Southern Hills Golf Club. And really, if you look at some of the other scores, no one even in the same ballpark as the Bulls. So they finished not only in second place ahead of Houston, but four strokes ahead of them. They were 13 behind the Cougars entering the day. Fourth place, UCF, so officially the Bulls pick up the six points in the war on I-4. Again, when you play scheduled matches during the season or games, whether the sports, football, or basketball, anything like that, softball, baseball, you know that it's going to be worth points. And in the cases of sports like this, along with track and field and cross country, the actual postseason conference situation counts for the points because you can't be guaranteed that the Bulls and Knights are going to play one another in conference tournaments where there's a bracket, such as tennis, Those points don't count, even though we'll get there in a second. The Bulls would have swept that situation, but in this situation, yeah, they finished 14 shots ahead of UCF. Individually, it was quite the tournament for Run Upreong. Finished two shots out of the lead, tied for second place. Nathan Petranzio of SMU shot a 13 under par. Upreong, like the Bulls, off to a little bit of a slow start, one under in his first round, but then two. 500 par 67s. Albin Bergstrom, of course, is going to be up there as well. 69, 71, 69 for a 7 under total. That had him tied for 5th. Luke Gifford, good to see him perform. It's really been a tough go in general for the experienced Luke Gifford, but in this event, ended up in the top 20 with an even par performance. And then Sam Nicholson, another veteran who hasn't had his best year, like Gifford, has not always been in the starting lineup had his best round on Sunday. 400 par, 68, ended up one over. That was right in 21st place. Important for them to have a good result. We know the talent is on the roster, led by Alvin Bergstrom, and it's great to see Ron Uprayong put it together. However, this was really needed. They had not had a top-five finish since the spring opener. Of course, when you only have nine teams in the conference tournament, you're going to finish in the top five if you're the Bulls, but they needed to have a round like they did and Kaylee Cottrell caught up with head coach Steve Bradley afterwards. Uh, a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest with you. We uh, we thought after the first round, we still were in position where we could do something and, and just didn't play very good in round two and, and kind of went into today with um, who cares attitude. Right? Um, you know, playing conservative wasn't going to get anything done for us. I think the guys really kind of 
freed up and and consequently i think you saw what the results they played they all played solid five all five guys played really good um you know led by run and alvin who you know won here last year but really proud of run's effort it was awesome to see him you know get in contention how he handled his pressure how he handled the nerves that's always been something that he's been continually work on and so for him to you know put himself in that situation and and you know exceed uh, maybe even his own expectations it was it was nice to see What's your message to the team heading into regionals? That's a good question. Hadn't quite thought that far ahead. I mean, I know we know it's coming, but um, I, I think today showed what we're capable of. Um, we've we've had some glimpses of it throughout the year. We just haven't been very consistent. So somehow over the next two to three weeks, we need to find this level of consistency and, and have these guys be free going to regionals. Regionals obviously is a pretty pressure-packed event, and you're trying to get to nationals, and, and we've played tight the last couple of years. And if we can maybe treat it just like every other tournament throughout the season, um, you know, hopefully that's the mindset we have going into it. But uh, but proud of the guys, the way they battle today, and you know, hopefully gives them a little confidence going into the postseason. So it's not official that they're in the NCAA tournament, but we, of course, told you last week that Ashley Fisher, the men's tennis coach, knew that his team was going to be seated behind Tulsa for the conference tournament because, well, coaches know. Plus, there are 72 teams that make the NCAA tournament in golf, and, well, the Bulls are ranked in the top 40, so that's going to happen. But we won't find out officially where they're going until next week. The selection show is next week, in fact. If you want to put it on your calendar, Wednesday at 4 o'clock on the Golf Channel, that is May the 4th. And why is there so much time in between? Well, first of all, other schools are competing still in their conference tournaments that are just getting going. And the regionals aren't until May the 15th. There are six different host sites. If the Bulls are going to be staying close to home, it would be Palm Beach Gardens, the PGA National Resort. Of course, we'll talk more about who's hosting next week when we get closer. And I'll have a chance to talk to Coach Bradley myself. And he said it, and he's always going to shoot you straight. They have had issues in regionals. Getting there has not been a problem, but then just being a little tight. So if they can have the same mentality they did yesterday, they'll be in good shape. The real cool thing to see was Shubi, Shubham Jaglon, who was not in the day one starting lineup, and that's when the Bulls had their issues. His score counted. In fact, it was tied with Run, Yupriyong, for best score, 5 under 67. So when you have a guy that's your sixth golfer into an event, end up carding a 67 in the final round. Yeah, your team score is going to shoot up. Alvin Bergstrom had an eagle on the 16, actually ended with a disappointing bogey for him, but the Bulls were locked into second place at that time. And again, after day two, they were well out of second place. Honestly, I thought just holding on to third would be kind of their duty, but yeah, they did better than that, shooting ahead of Houston, which had its worst round of the tournament houston smu of course smu definitely going to go now with the conference championship they get an automatic bid houston likely to get selected as an at-large ucf would be the team in the conference probably sitting on the bubble right now and again we'll find out about that next week this wednesday we'll have the women's field selected unfortunately erica brennan's team not a candidate to make it they are just outside of the fringe of the top 75 however there's a chance that melanie green could get selected as an individual and we'll find that out hopefully on Wednesday. We're not going to do a show tomorrow and today just because it was such a long day. We got back so late with baseball. We are going to shorten the schedule. We'll do around the American at the end of the hour. We'll tell you more about the outlook for the conference postseason, including in tennis, what happened in the finals. As we know, the USF men and women both made the semifinals and lost to the teams that, as it turned out, went on to win the championship again. We'll have details on that at the end of the hour with Around the American. But here, we'll tell you, as we, we're heading into Friday, 
had that early interview with Christina Moros to make sure to fully capture the drama of the win against UCF. And we said they were not done yet. In fact, they had a lot of work to do, and it turned out to just be too difficult a task because Memphis, again, which went on to win the title, put the Bulls down pretty quickly on Friday in the semifinals. 4 nothing was the final score. Really, Memphis controlled this one throughout. The number one doubles team on the Memphis side beating Sierra Berry and Emily Boy 6-1. The other two matches were a little bit closer, but Memphis had the doubles point secured. And really, the top two duo of Grace Schumacher and Sierra Berry, who both won against UCF in the quarterfinals with Berry clinching it in the final match. Really just one close set. Schumacher lost 6-4-6-2 to Aran Garcia, while Barry lost to Camila Romero 6-1-6-2. And the number six match was also a quick sweep for Memphis 6-2-6 left. So Bulls were more competitive in the other three matches, but we're going to need something to happen. Let's give credit again to Miss Amelie Boy because she was the one who had that result against UCF that gave them the chance and she actually won her second set. So she won her last set as a bull, even though the match had to be called off because Memphis had clinched things. And Lara Perese did win her first set, six love. And Margaret Timmermans of the Bulls took her second set. So they were fighting, but just Memphis had the overall advantage. And that's how the season ends. The Bulls 7-17. and 17. By the way, Memphis ranked 55th coming into the tournament. They would go on to win it. We'll give you details on how they did at the end of the hour. And we're not done talking about the women's tennis team for sure, especially with the memorable victory against UCF. Well, the men had theirs on Friday against UCF, and then they had to play the number one seed on Saturday and got beat by SMU. But another thriller and really kind of a needed one because as great as it was to end the regular season at UCF and get the win, they got drawn against them again, just barely being ranked below Tulsa by the computers despite the fact that the Bulls had just won at Tulsa and were ranked nine spots ahead of them before the computer spit out the latest results and had Tulsa as the three seed. And it really was a way more difficult draw as it turned out, and it almost bit the Bulls. They were in a struggle with UCF, which was below 500, had to win the conference tournament to make it to the NCAA, and, well, won't because the Bulls ended their season, but it was tough. And had they lost, they would have probably got jumped by UCF in the rankings and maybe would have been in a little bit of more precarious position awaiting the NCAA selection, which also won't be until next week. We'll get there in a second. But instead, they probably put themselves into the NCAA tournament by securing the result and, again, having to work pretty hard for it. Quite importantly, they took the doubles point, and Rivlik Balapali and Bruno Oliveira got the win at the number one spot, 6-4. to four. This was after UCF had won at number two doubles, and it came down to a tight one at number three, with Alvin Todorica and Sergio Gomez Montesa winning 6-4. to four. So you get the doubles lead and the point therewith, meaning you can just split the six singles matches. Now the Bulls raced out to the first singles dub as Bruno Oliveira, who was the last to finish and clinch the win over at UCF, was the first off the court with a 6-love, six 6-2 six win. Chase Ferguson wins his first set 6-1. to one. However, UCF won the other four first sets. The one that started to make you nervous was a tiebreaker at the number one spot. Leighton Kronje takes Ivan Yatsuk in a tiebreaker. So if UCF goes on to victory in those four second sets, they win. Valuably, both at number three singles with Antonio Muniz and at number five with Sergio Gomez Montesa, those two individuals 
forced a third set, meaning the Bulls needed to take one of those two. And oh yes, make sure that Chase Ferguson hung on to his lead, and he was getting pushed to a tight second set, winning it 7-5. Not long after that, though, J.C. Roddick of UCF finished off a quick 6-1 third set against Gomez Montesis, so it came down to one match, and it was back and forth, and Antonio Muniz wins it 7-5. What was really cool about this was the softball team, which was there in Tulsa, was rooting them on, and it was pretty dramatic stuff. And again, the Bulls officially end UCF season. Knights last year were a ranked team, got to host a regional. Actually, that first round win for them last year was their first in the NCAA tournament, where the Bulls are getting used to posting first round wins in the NCAA tournament. They've done it the last two years, both times against the team that went on to win the whole thing, Texas and Florida. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls get drawn into Gainesville again this year, but we'll worry about that next Monday with the selection show. Bulls did lose on Saturday in the semifinals, and they pushed SMU, which is now number 22 in the country, by the way. 4-2 was the final score. SMU took the doubles point, and really the Bulls were right there in singles with, impressively, Ivan Yatsuk winning at the number one spot, 6-3-6-4. However, and after his 14-match winning streak, now Alvin Todorica has slumped to a few losses in a row. He was quickly defeated by SMU. At that point, with Bruno Oliveira also losing quickly, 6-4, 6-2, SMU just needed one of the final three matches to go their way. And even though Muniz, who again clinched it against UCF, won a big-time second-set tiebreaker for his victory, you had two matches in a third set. Bulls had to win them both. And Chase Ferguson lost in a nail-biter to SMU's Liam Crawl, who was voted the most outstanding player of the tournament. While that was happening, Gomez Montesa was tied at four all in the third. So the Bulls were right there with the best team in the conference. And again, Monday, we expect them to be announced in the NCAA tournament. Quite a weekend for baseball in Cincinnati and an interesting one for softball in Tulsa. We've got that for you when we come back on Bulls Beat. 